0: to the Songmas, my name is Richard Villegas and uh, we're back in Mexico City um, and I have an English uh, language interview for you guys today, so I'm really excited about that Um, right now we're listening to a song by Son Rompepera. it's called Pajaro Sin Sotle, Um, so we're gonna listen uh, to that track and then when we come back we have a very special guest joining us today Today I have a very exciting guest joining me. Like I feel like I've, I've, you know, I'm just, it's raining really cool guests recently. Um, I got Grant C. Dual here, uh, head of ZZK Records, legendary label. Um, how are you doing, Grant? Welcome, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm doing great. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that you would even have the time to, to see me. I'm, I know that you're incredibly busy. Uh, you're in uh, Mexico City right now, you know, helping to work, prep promote uh, uh, Son Rompepera, who we just heard. Um, What are you doing here?
1: Yeah, basically, I flew down last week to put together some audiovisual material with Son Rompepera, and so, um, you know, it's my first Mexican band, and so I really wanted, like I do with all the bands and artists that I work with, I really wanted to give them some special attention and whatever they needed uh, a hand, I I, I typically like to step in, and it's one of the most exciting and... um, just I, just like fun, things that I do at the label is just trying to tell these stories with, with these bands, if, if, obviously if they need some help, sometimes the bands don't need any help and they can do it all themselves, but they needed a little extra help and so I flew Pablo in from Argentina and myself and Chris came down from LA and we did a uh, short little EPK, a little mini documentary about the band and we shot two music videos.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you because again, like, you, uh, for, uh, for example, earlier this year with my uh, OG co-host Beverly Bryan, we did, uh, uh, there was this, a series of podcast things that people were doing like ABCs of whatever. And so we did an ABCs of like Latin indie and definitely ZZK was was that was that z i mean i i feel like there's a before and after of sort of this um, return to roots uh, of uh, this modernization of roots music that has uh, become very emblematic of Latin indie, and, and again, I feel like ZZK was a very important, is a very important uh, moment, a landmark in, in that in that movement. Tell me about about like the mission of ZZK as a as a label.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we definitely, I, I agree with you. It's definitely a landmark uh, label, but you know, we're building off a tradition that was already happening around Chile, around Mexico, around Colombia. I can think it started in like the late '90s with like uh, Norte Collective and Senior Coconut and even Toy Selecta, you know, making some tracks here in, in Mexico. So we're definitely like a, I think like a second wave. But what we did is we kind of got everybody in this club night that we were doing in Buenos Aires under the same roof, and we came out with just a, such of a mass uh, creative capital that was just like it wasn't one or two or three people. It was like it was like 15 people, 16 people. And then around that, you know, the filmmakers and the graphic designers, it was just like all of a sudden just exploded under the scene. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have just built on that... Um kind of like vision. So the vision of the label is contemporary Latin American music. It's uh, electronics combined with the root music of everybody's land or everybody's influences. So we try to build on traditions that are centuries old and uh, bring it into the 21st century.
0: Yeah. I mean, and again, that's what's definitely what's made it so exciting. And obviously, like people love dancing and it's really, really great dance music. Um, How was ZZK born when and when as well?
1: Yeah, ZZK was born af, uh, f- of the club nights, of ZZK Club in Buenos Aires, which we started in October of 2006 with my partners Villa Diamante and DJ Nim, two local Argentine DJs, slash music heads, slash really creative and intelligent people. So the three of us kind came-, came together as a very improbable trio of of um music lovers but music lovers all the same you had a gringo myself you had a kind of a uh film kid via diamante who was making mashups with cumbia and missy Elliott. then you had this like vegan rasta music head who was just like really really into the underground music of the time not only buenos aires but around the world and you know we came together and we threw this party in buenos aires that just kind of had instant success because We were the first kind of party in Buenos Aires, of course it was happening in other capitals around the world to kind of combine in one night a bunch of different sounds and so you walked into the club and you heard in any given night cumbia, electronic music, dance hall, dubstep, reggae, reggaeton, it was just like all across across the board, you never knew what you were going to get and people really responded to that. Um, and then about a year later, we were making a compilation of all the tracks that were coming out of the club at the time, to promote the club, essentially, we were, you know, we were very good at promoting, we were doing email newsletters, uh, we, back in the days when everybody was taking photos and uploading them the next day, yeah, yeah. you know, via like the uh, Cobra Snake and Photolog and kind of that fad. But we were just really on it promotion-wise. We were sending out MP3s. All of our stuff was bilingual at the time because I was running a uh, bilingual arts and culture uh, website called What's Up Buenos Aires. And so it kind of it had a global audience like from day one because not only were the expats and the study of Rod Kids um, listening to what we were doing, but it kind of caught the attention of DJs and tastemakers and eventually, you know, like the New York Times. Um, and so... The record label was born out of that creative club night, and the compilation that we put together was going to be just for journalists and DJs, but eventually just became the first compilation of the record label.
0: That's amazing. I, I you know, I, I lived in uh, in Buenos Aires in 2009, and so it... it it, it, in hindsight, it always kind of kills me that I never went to I one know. of those parties. <laughs> but because I definitely heard of you guys, but I like I don't like I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's fine. Wednesday you know. Guys,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, anyway, so we have a whole lot uh, to talk about and chew on. Um, but before this gets a little too long, I want to go back to Son Rompepera. Um, uh, tell me about the song that we that we opened with. So you told me like again. This is the, these are your new signees. This is like you know the great new hope. Uh, tell me about them. How how did you you know find them and um, and about this track?
1: Yeah, so Pajaros en Sotle is an old cumbia track that was a rework uh, of a cumbia, a Colombian cumbia, by a Mexican band called uh, Super Cumbia Colombiana or something like that. I don't remember exactly the name. But um, Son Rompe Pera basically did an album that they're just reworking and remaking all these old nostalgic. 1970s and 1980s cumbia tracks That they grew up on They're diggers, uh, they're music heads They've grown up playing cumbia From a young age with their father And the album is named after their father Their late father, Batuco um, They started playing the marimba with him At weddings and funerals And birthday parties From a young age and So they're all brothers? There's three brothers oh, and wow. two more Yeah, Kilo's is uh, the youngest He plays bongos and the guido and then Cacho and Mongo are the two brothers that play that, sorry, smash on the marimba. And they're just really, um, just really good musicians. And they've kind of brought this new aesthetic to Cumbia because at one moment in their, uh, musical upbringing, they kind of like got away from it and went into punk and rockabilly and psychobilly and heavy metal. And, um, and kind of have just brought that aesthetic and that attitude back to what they grew up playing, which is cumbia on the marimba. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, up next we're gonna hear a song by Dad Garcia. It's called "El Amor Entre los Sonidos." Tell me a little bit about Dad Garcia. I don't. I don't think I know him. Dad Garcia is the first female beat maker. And of course, it's said him. <laughs> <laughs> on
1: um, on the label, she is multi faceted. She plays. She sings. She makes beats. She makes her own. Um, outfits and she's uh playing tomorrow night in finland at the at Womix. and so we're really happy that her first album was able to get out there and, and reach a global audience
0: that's amazing all right so let's listen to that now again this is dat garcia the track is el amor entre los sonidos and we'll be right back with more grant c duel Alrighty, so we're back, and uh, the second track we just heard there is by Nicola Cruz. Uh, it's called Siete, uh, this is a Siete live version. So, this is, uh, uh, you were telling me before, this is the new single off his uh, forthcoming LP. Um, tell us a little bit about the track and the LP. Correct,
1: and so we put out Nicola's second album this year called Siku um, in January, and um, it was great, you know, really great reception, a really great album, kind of a, 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 a different uh angle a different vision from what he did from his first album prender el alma and um nicola wanted to do a remix album so we're doing siku reworks and it has about 10 tracks on it um and nicola actually did two of the tracks himself and so siete live version is a kind of a remix of the original siete that was on siku uh kind of like a version that he plays out live
0: wow that's, I mean, that's very interesting. I mean, like, to be like to take the live set and, 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 and put it on on the record. That's, um, I, I really like that because, like, again, like, I feel like even though ZZK is very well known, obviously for the productions for the releases, there's also like the live component is legendary, no matter who it it comes from. I mean, King Koya has a very uh, visual set. Uh, Freak Stylers back when they were on ZZK, again, uh, you know, as well. Um, And even Chancha, you know Uh, So Nicola is one of the big superstars At what point did, did ZZK start, you know, did it transcend? At what point did it go from like a local situation to like a global phenomenon?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at the history of the label The first album that we put out, ZZK Sound Volume 1 Was all local producers that were playing at the club And within a year later, 2009, we had put out ZZK Sound Volume 2 and half of that album was foreigners. Mm. Not, I mean, not foreigners, but like not people from Buenos Aires. Right. It
0: was international.
1: It was, we, that was kind of the point of that album. We, we wanted to show that it wasn't just a local phenomenon. We had uh, Uproot Andy from New York. We had Deuster from France. We had Sonido del Principe from Holland. We had uh, Poirier from Montreal. It was just like... Um, it was already kind of a global scene. Right. Um, and so I think just pretty much from day one, we we were looking at it like this was a global thing not just a local thing obviously all the producers were were local but you know we, the first day we launched we were we were in Austin Texas playing south by southwest so it was already It was, you know, the global thing was already happening with the label.
0: Dope. Um, Just, I want to give a little context. So, like, how do you get to Buenos Aires? You're um, American, I would guess. Yeah. Um, I think I'd heard from Texas. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, how do you get to Buenos Aires and then how do you fall into this scene?
1: Yeah. So, I left America at the young age of 22 and I wanted to see the world. And i wanted to, I wanted to feel and, and live what I had been studying in California for four years, which was arts and culture and you know I was I was a humanities major, and I studied uh, literature, philosophy, religion, um, just all sorts of things that connected me to the world via books and music and uh, studies and I wanted to kind of get out there and um, experience what I had been studying, you know kind of like that romantic notion of. Finding myself, but also going out and seeing the big bad world. And my last semester of college, a Buddhism professor, the only class I ever got an A in, uh, and I became friends with him. Um, introduced me to Jorge Luis Borges. Oh, okay. And so I fell in love with Borges. I found I found this author and this in this creative mind that was able to draw upon all sorts of different religions and philosophies and times and bring it into kind of a contemporary um, format. And so you know he was talking about Buddhism and he was talking about the Renaissance and he was talking about Native American religions. He was just talking about all sorts of different things and kind of blending it into this contemporary literature slash philosophy that that he was known for. And so I fell in love with Borges and I fell in love with Latin American literature and about four months later I was in San Francisco getting my certificate to teach English because that's how I was going to uh, bankroll my, my international travels. That's
0: how I did it for two years. Exactly.
1: I did it for five. <laughs> And uh, I heard a song on the radio and I was blown away and it was Astor Piazzolla. Mm. And so that was the, kind of the nail in the coffin. I was like, you know what, between Borges and Piazzolla, I'm just gonna go with the wind and I'm going to Buenos Aires.
0: Sweet. And so at what point does like the music start happening for you? Like, I mean, cause again, like, you know, Zizek is, is born from the parties. At what point do the parties start happening?
1: Well, the music was born immediately uh, in Buenos Aires. I found a city that was really connected to not only their own music but music from around the world. And so I would go to uh, record shops and listen to things that I had never heard before. I got I discovered Brazilian music in Buenos Aires. Yeah. I discovered African music in Buenos Aires. I discovered even some of ab- American music. Of you know, there the are, Porteños are so curious and so they're music heads. Yeah, they're you know. definitely music heads. And so I was listening to. I was having. Argentines educate me on my own culture, which was wonderful. You know, like, you really can't ask for a better city when, when you fall into and people are telling you about where you grew up from, about authors yeah, or about yeah. musicians or about artists. Um, but been, anyway, so about for about five years, I traveled the world as an English teacher. I did some humanitarian work as well in Africa and some social work in New York. But music was always a big part of my travels, music and food, basically. I would spend... Um, Hours in the caves of Andalusia, listening to flamenco when I lived in um, in Granada. I studied the Jimbe when I was in uh, Ghana. I studied Caipueta and Samba and the Pandero when I was living in Brazil. But music was always just a really big part of my travels. And so when I came back to Buenos Aires for the fourth time in 2005, I started this. I, I left my previous um, profession, which was teaching English, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. So I started this bi- this bilingual arts and culture website called What's Up Buenos Aires, and we just hit the ground running. It was me and, an, and a New York guy that was kind of taking a sabbatical from being a Wall Street guy and looking for his creative side. And he, so he was a DJ and a filmmaker and a writer and a hustler, and I was a writer and a photographer and a poet and a hustler. And it's kind of like we just came up with this idea to, to put Buenos Aires on blast at a time when Buenos Aires was already kind of getting on blast, you know, mm-hmm. pre... Or post-crisis, you know, it kind of just became this Prague of of South America. All the young backpacker creatives were flooding in because it was this amazing city at half the price, or at a at a fraction of the price, rather. And it was just, you know, this really amazing time to be in Buenos Aires. And so we provided this outlet to what was going on every day in Buenos Aires, not only in music, but in art, in food, in fashion, in uh you know street fairs and we wanted to kind of show the other side of buenos aires that the guidebooks don't really show you and so every day we we were telling you like what our picks was and this was you know this kind of sounds cliche now but this was back in like 2005 2006 and so the the curatorial element of this website was there was nothing else like it and so it it, it, it got this um creative or it got this international audience immediately because not only were there a lot of expats in Buenos Aires but there is an article coming out every other week about Buenos Aires in New York Times or the you know the Le Monde in Paris or the even Newsweek did an article called it the capital of cool at one at one point
0: I do remember this sort of moment where everybody was talking about Buenos Aires of course that's part of why I went to live there (laughs) yeah that's part of why
1: a lot of people went to live there and I would I would see you know like a Swedish guy at three in the morning at a at a club dancing his face off and I and, you know, we'd, like, meet and exchange pleasantries. And he, he was like, how'd you hear about this place? And, the, and he, or I was like, how'd you hear about this place? He's like, what's up, Buenos Aires? I was like, yes, lady, <laughs> it's working. And so anyways, I also became a party promoter because I started doing a lot of parties uh, promoting what's up, Buenos Aires. And we wanted to not only report on what we were what we were seeing and what we were experiencing, but we wanted to be an active part of it. And so we were out there in the community, uh, throwing parties, uh, hosting artists, uh, doing fundraisers, and eventually after about 100 parties, I had met these two DJs, DJ Neem and Villa Diamante, and Neem came to me with the idea to start a weekly party in Buenos Aires uh, in 2006, and that's how ZZ Club was born.
0: Amazing. All right, we are going to take a quick musical transition because our food just crash-landed on us. Um, Up next, we're going to listen to a song by Mateo Kingman. It's called Tejidos. This is off his uh, most recent record. Uh, Astro. Astro, thank you. Um, and uh, we've just interviewed him, actually, recently. So, th- actually, this will be a really fun little companion piece. Uh, tell me about Mateo Kingman. How, how did you come to work with him? And, and a little bit about the, the song.
1: Yeah, Mateo Kingman was an uh, artist that I met on my first trip to Ecuador in 2015. Vasquez. When I went to work with Nicola Cruz. And... Um, You know, every time I travel, I try to meet uh, as many people as possible and to discover as much music as possible. And back in that day, um, 2015, I was at a kind of a really crux of the label. We did a crowdfunding to actually keep the label going because it was just a really hard time to be an independent label uh, without, you know, any sort of real revenue stream. Um, And so thankfully, Nicola... Uh, opened the door to Ecuador for me, and I started meeting a bunch of different producers and a bunch of different uh, artists. And Mateo Kingman was one of them. Amazing.
0: Well, uh, well, and uh, I mean he's uh, with Aya Records, and we're gonna talk about Aya in the next section. Uh, but for now, again, let's go ahead and enjoy this track. It's called Mateo Kingman. Uh, it's by Mateo Kingman. The track is called Tejidos, uh, and we'll be right back with more ZZK
3: Serpiente capitana, roja de la fe Quiero entrar en tu cuerpo, en tu piel Sin rumbo, sin descanso, solo lleva. Ver lo que aquí no puedo ver, no puedo ver Serpiente roja infinita Cambia de piel en el día Tu nueva piel es la mía Y así nunca se marchitará Estoy vacío, estoy desnudo sentidos viajan por el todo, no hay pensamientos, solo claridades, tu cuerpo y mi cuerpo se deslizan, estoy desnudo en oscuridades y mis sentidos viajan por el todo, no hay pensamientos, solo claridades, tu cuerpo y mi cuerpo se Oh, Capitana roja de la fe Quiero entrar en tu cuerpo, en tu piel Sin rumbo, sin descanso, solo lleva Ver lo que aquí no puedo ver, no puedo ver Se roja infinita Cambia de piel en el día Tu nueva piel es la mía Y así nunca se marchitará Viaja por el todo, no hay pensamientos, solo claridades. Tu cuerpo en mi cuerpo se desliza. Oh. Estoy desnudo en oscuridades y mis sentidos viajan por el todo. No hay pensamientos, solo claridades. Tu cuerpo en mi cuerpo se desliza. Oh. Estoy vacío, estoy desnudo en oscuridades y mis sentidos viajan por el todo. No hay pensamientos, solo claridades. Tu cuerpo en mi cuerpo se desliza. Oh. Estoy desnudo en oscuridades. Y mis sentidos viajan por el todo No hay pensamientos, solo claridades Tu cuerpo y mi cuerpo se deslizan todo. oh, Te voy a De la vida en los tres entejos Pa' que te dejan mis colores Ave María purísima
2: Sin, sin
4: pecado concebida Ave María Castísima, sin pecado concebida. Ave María Purísima, sin pecado
5: concebida.
4: Ave María Castísima, sin pecado concebida.
0: we're back, those burgers were hella good, um, and um, we uh, just listened to a song by Montoya called Otun, uh, t- again, another artist that I'm not familiar with. Uh, tell me about Montoya, Grant.
1: Montoya is a producer who lives in Pareida, Italy, but grew up in, um, no, sorry, Pared- he's from Pareida, Colombia, and he lives in uh, Travieso, Italy. So he's got one foot in Italy, and with this really a creative Italian electronic mm-hmm. music scene. And he's got one foot in Colombia, where he grew up. Um, And he has been sending us music for quite a long time. I've always been a big fan. Never been able to put anything out until this recent album this year. Um, Otún, the title track of of what we just heard. And this was a collaboration that he did with Nidia Gongora, who's kind of a queen of Cali. Yeah, of uh, Afro-Pacific music from Cali. Um, And uh, they just kind of hit it out of the park. Just made this really beautiful... Uh, song about the um, lumbula uh, traditions in in afro colombian um, uh, folklore mm. and so it's it's a banging track uh, dance floor and uh, and uh, otun is one of my favorite albums of the year
0: it's mm. so he's italian and lives in colombia or he's colombian and lives in in he's italy he's colombian that lives in italy yeah got it because, you know, one of the things that is most interesting to me about uh, ZZK and, and, you know, and in some other forms sometimes like Aya, um, it, there's a lot of Europeans involved. And when we're talking about roots music, that can raise uh, some eyebrows. I mean, you know, like or, or even like not even out, not even only in the label. I mean, Quantic, for example, you know, um, Onda Tropica, that, that was a huge moment. And he's British, you know. You know, um, I believe El Bull is is British yeah. as well. You're American. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm I'm curious about the reaction uh, that you might have gotten. I, I mean, has that ever? I'm sure this has come up before. I, I can't imagine this is the first time you hear this question. I, you know, I want to I want to hear a little bit about uh, again about that thought process. Um, you know, the crit, if, criticism, if it, if there has been any, just you know, if you could expand a little bit on, on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a long history of gringos in Latin American music that have pushed the envelope, including, like you said, Quantic or El, <laughs> El Buo. Uh There's Uwe Schmidt, who's now living in Chile, who's Senior Coconut, Adam Hart, um, Dickel de Demasiado is a Dutch guy that started a experimental cumbia revolution in in Argentina in the late '90s or early aughts. Um, I I kind of feel like it's just time and place, you know, like, um, I grew up in Ar, I grew up in Argentina from the year 1999. And so my, uh, outlook at Cumbia was not fraught with, uh, sociopolitical, um, stereotypes. Like I didn't have any, um, problems with Cumbia. I didn't have any, I didn't, I didn't grow up with Cumbia. I grew up with, uh, country music or sure. rock and roll or I didn't have that kind of that context. And thus my outlook on working with it was completely new and, comp- and without uh, prejudices, and I kind of feel like that uh, was was playing to my favor you know because the the, the scene that I found in two thousand and four two thousand and five was uh, was was amazing, and i wasn 't the only gringo there. there was a couple of us there that were, that were actually experimenting and, and pushing the scene. Um, and, uh, I kind of just felt like I, like a record digger just discovered this new sound that I thought the rest of the world should hear. And so me with my, you know, 30 person team of that 30 person team, about 25 were Argentine and the rest were foreigners that were just as excited about this as I was. We started pushing, pushing it, um, writing press releases, making videos, putting out albums and seeing what happened. And what happened was people were as excited as we were at right. being in Argentina, plus f- pressing play on a YouTube video or a SoundCloud or a MySpace stream at the time in Japan or in New York or in you know uh, Guatemala about this this scene that was happening in Argentina at the time and and around Latin America, so. I've always... I've, the feedback that I've had has always been 99% positive. And, there's, sure. of course, there's always, you know, the 1% that, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, you're you're not from here. But right. I kind of... I've ridden the positive much more than the negative. and And uh, just haven't really had time to engage too much with the negative.
0: Fair. No, that's fair. Again, like, because there's always a conversation about, like, things being done respectfully versus, like, exploitation or anything like that. And, I, like, obviously, like, it isn't only just you know, gringos, uh, you know, Europeans and Americans to making this no. music, you know, like, I mean, the, that I would say the vast majority of the roster is Latin American. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who else do you have on the roster these days? Uh, like, the ZZK and AYA Records. Uh, Where, uh, after this, I want to talk a little bit about, like, the differences between those two labels, but who, who's on the roster these days?
1: So actively, there's about 10 or 12. Um, Kinkoya, Uji, Dat Garcia, Son Rompepera, Rio Mira, um, Rio Mira. from
0: Peru, yeah? No, Rio
1: Mira is a binational group from Ecuador and Colombia. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. It's a Marimba supergroup that was mm-hmm. formed in nineteen in two thousand fifteen. Um, amazing. Esteban Copete, we mentioned Nidia Gongora before. Esteban Copete is another just king of Afro Pacific Colombian music. Um, I think it's like Uncle was Petronio Alvarez, which is you know that festival that happens every year in Cali Um, or his grandfather maybe Um, so who else is on the label Uh, Nicola Cruz of (laughs) course Mateo Kingman Um, yeah I think I think I've I've, uh, yeah
0: okay so again so we've we've talked about I've mentioned already a couple times there's ZZK uh, there's AYA Records and as we earlier when we were talking you were telling me that there's ZZK films Mm -hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about like the different branches of of this Enterprise.
1: Yeah, so um, ZZK Records is obviously like the mothership. It um, started 11 years ago. I think somebody counted the albums from it the other day. I think we're up to like 60 albums. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said 40. They were like, I counted it 60. I was like, okay, it's up to 60. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically in 2015 when I went to Ecuador to work with Nicola, um, Yves Flies, who was a really big producer, Mateo's producer as well, in, in Quito introduced me to this new band Rio Mira which we just talked about which was completely unplugged nothing electronic but amazingly contemporary and amazingly powerful music from Ecuador and Colombia from the region of uh, Cali and Esmeraldas there's a river that runs through it called Rio Mira and the the whole idea behind this album is that the river does not separate these two countries it, 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 it uh, brings them together it's the, right. it's the same people it's the same diaspora it's the same sound it's the same tradition, and they created this concept album with that philosophy. And so the the out the outcome was just beautiful. It's just marimba music uh, from the Pacific coast of, of Colombia and Ecuador. And I, I, I listened to it that day, and I was like, well, I don't know what to do with this because ZZK is always going to be in that lane. It's going to be in that electronic lane. Um, and I slept on it that night, and I went back to Evi's the next day. I was like, why don't we start a label, an imprint of ZZK, and just start signing things like this, like Rio Mita. And Evis was really into the idea because Ecuador really didn't have many labels, doesn't really have too many labels uh, to speak of these days. But um, it needed an outlet to start promoting local music. And um, with uh, AYA Records, we decided to come out with three artists instead of one, which was actually really advantageous for the brand. So Evis said, why don't we do Rio Mita Mateo Kingman and Eva, El Viejo Hombre Um, de los Andes.
0: Great, great. Very underrated band. Yes. Check it out. I mean, that's Mateo Kingman's other project that's fabulous. Yeah, it's phenomenal.
1: Um, And so that's kind of the impetus between Aya Records. Aya Records can now explore anything Latin American, contemporary, even old and traditional. Like, I would love to put out some re-releases eventually on Aya Records. We've talked about that before as well. Um, So it doesn't like Me as a creative person And as a re- record label head It doesn't just limit me To signing electronic things now It's I, I can pretty much Go out there And listen to anything now And sign anything From around Latin America So Son Rompe Pera Is the fourth um, Artist band on the label And once again It's Cumbia, marimba, punk, and there's nothing electronic. Oh,
0: so they're going to be their they Their AYA records, oh, no. yeah, exactly. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I, I want to probably mention a couple of other artists from Ecuador and Peru when we, when we get off mic, because there's good stuff happening right now. Um, before we start wrapping up, uh, what's uh, what what's in the future? What's in the pipeline? What can we look forward to with Aya ah, yeah, was Zzk with Zzk Films? Yeah,
1: okay. So Zzk Films this year, um, we you know we just wrapped a little short mini documentary about the history of the label called Ritmos Bastardos. We released that late last month, and Pablo and I are working on a couple other projects. One of which is parallel to an album that we'll be putting out on AYA next year with Luz Mila Carpio. Oh,
0: whoa.
1: Yeah, Luz Mila Carpio came to us in 2015. Actually, her label came to us in late 2014 and was, was asking us for some distribution help and we were like, can't really help you there, but what we would love to do is remix some of your songs. And so we put that album out. Susie actually wrote about it. That
0: record is amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah that record is amazing. <laughs> I think
0: it's my favorite ZZK record. Really? I think so. Okay. It's the one that I've listened to the most for sure. Amazing. Yeah.
1: So, Luz Mila, when she came to play Buenos Aires, late 2018, uh, you know, we were finally able to meet her. We all had dinner. We sat down with Chancha and, and Leo from Trimmer, and, um, you know, just the team from ZZK. And she said, Grant, I want to make a record and I want to make it with you. And, uh, do you have a producer for me? And I said, yes, I do have a producer for you. Leo from Trimmer has been begging me to work with you again. And so I called Leo and Leo was on board immediately. And they've been working on that record now for about a year, year and a half. And it's pretty much done. It needs to be kind of like, you know, some kinks worked out. But, um, Pablo and I went, uh, this year with Pupa, who's a third part of ZZK Films and filmed 10 days in Bolivia with, um, Luzmila. In some amazing communities during Carnival. Potosí, La Paz, the outskirts of both of those cities as well, and uh, so we're putting out a documentary about Luz Mila's life, her recent album, which is coming out on Aya Records sometime next year in 2020, um, and she hasn't put out an album in 20 years, and so that's that's like I said earlier. I mean, one of the things that I love to do is tell these stories and tell these stories in a contemporary format and like we're doing now on your iPhone yeah you know we're doing videos we're doing yeah. documentaries we're doing episodes we're doing youtube you know sometimes it ends up in a festival but all the stuff we do ends up on youtube and facebook yeah. and instagram because we want everybody to access this uh these stories as, as immediate as possible
0: well, It's a very visual culture at the moment so exactly absolutely worth capitalizing on that
1: absolutely and it's fun like if you, you know i love making albums but obviously honestly making documentaries is even more fun for me it's, you know getting out there meeting the artists sitting down with them in their houses in their communities um you know just it's a whole different way to bond over what you're working on you know what i mean um and so yeah, Luz Mila Carpio is an album that we're working on for two thousand twenty. Uh Son Rompepera, which we mentioned many times, is coming out on February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty. Um and then yeah, I mean we yeah, we've got our ears open. I've got a couple artists that are that we're talking to about possible twenty twenty albums. I can't reveal any of the names just yet. <laughs> But, uh, you know, hopefully there's going to be some new Kinkoya, there's going to be some new Uji, there's going to be some new Nicola Cruz, there's going to be some new Dad Garcia, there's going to be some new Montoya, they're all working on new music. Um, and uh, the idea is just to keep this train chugging forward as as much as we can. And now that I'm in L.A., it's, you know, just trying to big on, build on some of the bigger ideas that I have that revolve around not only music, but audiovisual, art, storytelling, um, And just just different formats and just kind of keep connecting this amazing story and these amazing stories that we've been so lucky to find in Latin America and getting them out there so that the world can, can hear about them.
0: Well, I don't know that there's a lot more than I can ask at this point. <laughs> uh, before we sign out, um, can you let our listeners know where they can follow you on social media, where they can follow ZZK, Aya, where they can listen, purchase, all of that jazz?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So all of our all of our uh, social media is uh, ZZK Records and Aya Records. Um, you know, support on Bandcamp, uh, get some vinyls, get some t-shirts, Obviously, physical is is super fun to have, and we're always uh, pushing that on Bandcamp. Um, And you know, we're out there on Spotify and Apple Music, um, YouTube. Watch our documentaries on ZZK Films. ZZK Films has a a YouTube channel, and uh, my personal stuff is always at Grant C. Duel.
0: Fantastic, alright Well, uh, my name is Richard Villegas And this is Song Mess um, And you can find Song Mess On all of your favorite Social media platforms That's Facebook, Instagram And Twitter All at Song Mess uh, If you want to listen To more episodes Our very extensive Back catalog at this point You can listen uh, On uh, your favorite Digital platforms That uh, is uh, SoundCloud Google Play Stitcher Spotify Apple Podcast uh, Again, all that Song Mess um, If you want to uh, Give us some love uh, Feel free to give us a rating Five stars only, please mm-hmm. uh, A little comment Um, on Apple Podcasts, you maybe could do that on Spotify, I'm not 100% sure about that Um, and if you want to show us some love financially, um, we have an online store at songmist.threadless.com. you can buy t-shirts, mugs, little notebooks and stuff, all with our beautiful logo, designed by the very talented Chilean designer, Osvaldo Uribe Uh, we have one more song Uh, this is by Uji or Uji Um, and again, the track is called Jenga Uh, tell tell us about this artist and about the track, please.
1: So yeah, Uji is um, kind of a he, before his time like, He had a, um, a band called Lula Cruza Back in the days Oh,
0: that's him? Yeah. Wait, in Brazil?
1: No, no, no uh, Lula Cruza was a band that was formed in Berkeley In California
0: I, But I know this band, absolutely yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely Like Vincent Moon did a documentary with them A couple years ago in Colombia Just really amazing, beautiful music But like I said before, Way ahead of the curve Because this was like 12, 13 years ago That Lula Cruza was born And they were doing South American instrumentation mm-hmm. Uh, they're exploring indigenous themes and, and rhythms and, 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 and ideas with electronic music. And so Uji called me about two or three years ago. He's like, "Grant, I want you to come over to my studio and listen to some music." And I was like, "Of course!" Like he's an old friend of mine. Like we slept on his couch on on our first tour in the in the states. Long, known him for forever. And I went over there thinking that he was going to play me some Lula, Lula Cruz. And he played me some Uji. And I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" He's like, "This is my new project." Um, and so I just became enamored with what he, um, let me listen to that day. And as a matter of fact, he was like, if you have anything to remix, uh, please send it my way. It's like, it's like we're actually working on Mateo's first remixes. And so Uji, his first ever track was, uh, Mateo's remix, of Sendero del Monte.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool.
1: So Uji is one of the newest artists on the roster. He's, uh, amazing musician, multi-talented, uh, plays, uh, percussion while he, Plays live, uh, plays the flute, sings, mm-hmm. um, and he's just found, like I said earlier, this really amazing sound that connects the past, the present, and the future. Fantastic. Well.
0: My guest is Grancy Duel. Again, the labels are ZZK, Aya Records, Um, you know, ZZK Films, you can find it all online. Just give it a quick Google or go on Spotify or YouTube and you'll find all of the details there. Obviously, I'll be linking in the show notes as well. Um, The track is is Jenga. It's by Uji. Uh, My name is Richard Villegas. This is Songmas. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao!
6: Продолжение